Today's coffee connection is Amy Lebanoff, DAD Rise Germany and DAD Young Ambassador alumna. My name is Hani Geist. Welcome to Coffee Connections. Amy participated in the DAD Rise Germany program, a paid 10 to 12 week summer research internship program for undergraduate STEM students. In our conversation, she talks about her experience as a research intern at the Karlsruhe Institute of Technology and her activities outside of the lab. For interested applicants, Amy shares detailed information about the application procedure and what applicants can do to stand out in the selection process. And now, have a listen. Hi everyone, my name is Amy Lebanoff. I'm a graduating senior, approaching graduation in, in December. I attend the University of Central Florida in Orlando, Florida, and I spent three months, I think it was two summers ago in Germany, um, sp specifically Karlsruhe, and I was doing a research internship with the RISE program, Research Internships in Science and Engineering, which focuses on STEM. I've been involved in research since my freshman year of college, and from there I've jumped around to two or three labs and also been a part of study abroad, and then I decided that I wanted to combine those two, and I found the RISE program, and that was the perfect opportunity to do research, but also have the chance to be abroad. And so since the RISE program is in Germany, um, my question is, uh, have you had any experience with Germany before? And uh, what were your thoughts in applying to this internship, especially regarding maybe the language requirements or any expectations you may have had going to Germany if, if you're not familiar with it at all? Yeah, so... You're pretty correct in saying that I wasn't familiar with Germany at all. I didn't know too much about it. The other study abroad programs that I had done were just a few short weeks in um, Nicaragua, Mexico, and Brazil. So it focused really on the Americas, and I had never been to Europe. I'd gone to Asia with family, but I'd never um, been over to Europe. So that was part of the reason that I took interest in going to Germany. So I did not know any German, although I did start doing Duolingo for a few months before going over. And I was a little bit concerned about jumping into a new culture and language, but through the RISE program, everything was in English, at least at work. So I was fairly comfortable working in English and the people that I worked with had excellent English. Everyone at the university spoke great English. So but they were still willing to help me learn German if I wanted to. So I always, when I talk about the opportunities that are available and, and specifically the RISE program, the internship itself is in English, but then of course you live in a city, you, you go out, you do your grocery shopping, you, you live your life and that is outside of the university and maybe in an environment where English is not the dominant language. So uh, how was that for you and how did you navigate that space? Yeah, so um, they did guarantee that the working language would be English, but as you say, the language of life was definitely not guaranteed to be English. Maybe in the bigger cities, you could um, function more in English, but in more in smaller or more, I don't know, I imagine Karlsruhe is like a college town sort of, so it's not the big metropolitan area. Um, you did have to learn a bit of German to get around just going to the grocery store or using transit. And I actually saw this um, TikTok earlier today showing someone going to the grocery store and 
the cashier asked them if they had their own bag. They're like, yeah. And then they all of a sudden started like tossing all the items towards the person to bag them themselves. And that just reminded me of one of my first experiences going to a German grocery store and being like, oh, I bag the items. Oh, I need to bag the items really fast. Yes, yes. That's the, the from the, the reverse perspective, coming from Germany, being very much used to that, coming here to the US, I actually bag my own bags because I just have a system. I know where yeah. I want things to be. And I'm also much faster. Um, and I sometimes get a little annoyed by people just standing there, even though they don't have anything to do and not helping at all. So that's definitely a big difference to, to Germany. Mm-hmm. So do the workers, are they like, Oh, okay. Yeah, you can go ahead and do it. Yeah, sometimes they're a little confused. And yeah. generally speaking, uh, the, the I think there are enough people checking out that do appreciate the, the help. And so I think they're just happy that they don't have to take care of me and they can focus on another customer. And they always thank me for doing this. And I'm like, actually, I'm, I'm glad that I, <laughs> that I do it myself because that way I also know where to put things because I have yeah. my own system. Let's let's stay a little bit longer at your experience. What did you actually do as part of your internship, and what was your role in the project that you ended up in? The project that I ended up doing was focused around something called particle image velocimetry. And well, now I have a great example to kind of explain that with COVID, <laughs> a lot of the visualizations that they show on the news, where it shows like a fluorescent cloud of of particles it's not always the fluorescence isn't always used but particle image velocimetry is basically tracking little particles in the air or in water so you can see how fast they're moving and where they go in this case we were looking on like a micro scale so like these tiny tiny water droplets and then added in another feature that they were being levitated by sound waves so that part i had never dealt with before The particle image velocimetry, I kind of had, and I also had a distinct interest in learning more about that. So I had a lot of learning to do in terms of learning about the acoustic levitation, the sound waves levitating the particles, and also the hardware that they use for PIV or particle image velocimetry. But day by day, the master student that I was working with, and then also the PhD student kind of led me through the steps of starting up the equipment and getting a measurement running, and then looking at the data. So in the beginning, they were there working with me a lot just because I didn't really know the equipment. And then as we went along, some days I was on my own, some days the master student was there working with me. But I progressively got more independent to where towards the end of the internship, I was pretty confident that I was running this all on my own, totally safely, confident in what I was doing. But it did take quite a while to get there. It's been now two years that you that you did that internship, and now maybe looking back, and and you're now um, almost done uh, with your undergraduate degree. What do you think this experience did to your academic career? What are the maybe positive effects uh, that that came out of that experience? Well, directly from it, the first thing is I got to be a young ambassador for the German Academic Exchange Service. 
And that was a really cool experience going to New York for four days for the training and getting to meet other students who went to Germany, um, some on the RISE program and some for like semester or even year long programs. So I got to meet them and share our experiences. And then from that, I went back to my campus and was able to talk to other students about traveling to Germany and how they could get those opportunities funded, um, what sort of studying they could do there. And I had always loved sharing my experiences even before Germany. So like the trips to Nicaragua, Mexico, and Brazil, I like to just talk to people about those too, if they asked about study abroad opportunities. So this added on one more that I could talk to them about. And then stay on the research side, it really helped build my experience in research because I had only been in two labs before that. And I did have really in-depth knowledge with those labs, but I like to, I guess, diversify. And this gave me one more experience where I had different research knowledge that was still within the engineering field. What was the experience for you, the application experience? And can you talk a little bit more about that, especially keeping in mind that there's maybe someone listening who wants to also apply and, and may need a little bit of guidance through that process? Sure. So in preparation for this chat, I actually went back and found all my application materials and I found something that I had forgotten about, but it was, I made a spreadsheet with the internships that I was interested in. So I remember I found out about the RISE program just after the previous year had closed and I wasn't able to make an account to go in and look at all the internships. So for about 10 or 11 months, I was in anticipation of what these internships were. Would they be stuff that I liked? Where would they be? So when it opened on, I, I assume it was the same November 1st date, um, I was like, oh man, I'm so excited to go look at these internships. And initially it was kind of overwhelming to see how many there were, but I think there's filtering tools that I use to break it down to the disciplines that I was interested in that made it a lot easier to see. Um, instead of, you know, 100 or 150 things, I was looking more at like 20 or 30. So I would definitely recommend using the filters to find what you're interested in. And then you don't have to go through the whole length of a spreadsheet like I did, but I find that it was really helpful for me. Um, I, I, I love organization, so that was what I was all about. And I just wrote down the title of the internship, the code that's associated with it, any requirements they had, and um, I think who was the supervisor. And then from there, I just work to rank them to see like these three I would absolutely love to get these two I'd be pretty happy with and then these ones I'd be like I'm eh, probably not really interested in those and then that helped me aim the rest of my application. So you uh, said that you knew a little bit about parts of the internship that you would be working on but what were other criteria for you in the selection process for, for those, uh, you said you had one that you really wanted to do, and I assume that's the one that you ended up doing, but then maybe for the other ones, what was your motivation? What were the thoughts that went into selecting the other two internships? Actually, the one that I ended up getting was my second choice on my list of three, but after getting the internship, I actually think that it is the best one suited for what I was going for in terms of like my career and my further education. So I was really happy that I got that one. Two of them were focused in the same field in fluid dynamics, which is what 
my lab at the time focused on. And then a third one was biomedical engineering, which was kind of like a, another interest of mine, but not what I was currently working on. But all the top three were areas that I would love to learn more about. Other stuff that factored in was kind of the location. Um, I looked up the city names that they talked about, but since I'd never been to Germany, I didn't really have a preference on which city I was in. And I knew that some would be bigger cities and some would be more rural, but I figured I would enjoy both equally. So that didn't factor a huge amount into my decision. I think that's uh, come, coming from a good place because um, sometimes, and I know that's my own experience when I applied for um, international exchange coming to the US, I ended up in Texas and had a wonderful time, but I had all those stereotypes in my head and I didn't really consider Texas before. And I ultimately went there and had the best time. And so I think that's that's a good thing to keep an open mind with your example. You had a good time. You had no idea about anything in, yeah. in Germany. Part of the application is a letter of motivation, right? So can you talk a little bit more about that, like what you actually talked about and what you included and maybe what you focused on? Yeah, is that the same as like cover letter? Yes, exactly. Okay. So the cover letter. Okay, so for those, since I had three top choices that I wanted to go to, I started out by writing one kind of general cover letter. I started talking about my qualifications and why I chose the RISE program in general. And then once I got the general outline of it, I saved the last paragraph to tailor that more specifically to each of those top three choices. So I think you can submit three cover letters or letters of motivation, and that helps you tailor it specifically towards why you chose that internship. I think it's good to not just say, all the reasons that they should choose you, but to explain why you chose them. Because I think both you and the PhD student and the RISE organization are looking for good matches. So if they see that you have good reasons for choosing their internship, they'd probably be more excited to choose you as their student. For example, mine was that I wanted to learn about this particle image velocimetry technique. And they were one of the few internships that had that as part of theirs. So I was really excited about learning that. Once you're selected, then of course, the question is great. Now I know that I go, what about the next steps? So for example, what was the visa process for you? Did you have to apply for a visa? And if so, what was the process like for you? I heard, okay, so I heard back February 20th. And in that same email, they let me know that there's an opportunity to do a two-week language course at the beginning of my internship. And so I definitely took that opportunity. I said, yes, I want to be a part of that. And it also included, you know, getting to meet other U.S. students, Canadian students, U.K. students. So some really nice networking and just help settling in when you initially get to Germany. And then in March, I started planning on travel and accommodations. And I was in contact with my supervisor. He recommended um, an apartment website and also getting in touch with the student housing because that can be a really affordable way of finding housing just in like student dorms. And I was, I procrastinated a bit on 
figuring out the housing situation and ended up getting like a long-term Airbnb in my city. I think probably ended up being a little more expensive than it needed to be. So I would recommend the student housing option if you have the chance. And then May 11th is when I flew off to Germany. And so did you have to apply for a visa or were you within the 90 days where as an American citizen, you didn't need one? Oh, right. The, the visa. So initially my agreed upon length with the supervisor was over 90 days. And I was like, oh, how hard can it be to get a visa? But the more I looked into it, I was like, oh, this is a lot of bureaucracy that I, I don't necessarily want to deal with. And I did have friends who did it and were able to get it done, but it was just something that I said, if I can shorten my stay to less than 90 days, I think I left in like day 87. So I did not have to go through the visa process. Okay. But just as a side note, it is certainly possible. And if you're listening and you're interested, you have questions, you can always get in touch with me or of course with the German consulate. But I, of course, it's true. Whenever I think you have to apply for something. For me, it was the other way around, applying for a visa, coming to the US and then green card and then citizenship. It's always bureaucracy and, and a lot of paperwork. I definitely don't want to make it seem impossible. Um, I know other RISE students who their supervisors were happy to go with them to wherever they needed to go and help translate forms, help talk to the administrative people. So just talk to your supervisor and see if they if they can help you with that process. I just found it easier to stay under 90 days. You already talked about your experience as an intern in the lab, but of course you do also have weekends. You have the evenings and uh, even though you didn't stay longer before after your internship, I, I hope you did get the opportunity to also explore a little bit. Can you um, share some of your experience? Oh yeah, absolutely. Weekends were, weekend trips were the best. Um, and then also like evenings afterwards, most of the evenings, I just went back to my apartment. And in the beginning, I wasn't too good about getting out and exploring, but there was another intern at the same university as me. And we kind of encouraged each other to get out and explore the city. There's one day during like the worst heat wave that hit the entire summer, my apartment did not have air conditioning. So I was not going to stay in my apartment so after work, we went in, got ice cream, and then went down to the river and at some point decided that we should just jump into the river and swim. So that's what we did. Um, but a river is that? You said you're in Karlsruhe. What, what, uh, when you talk about a river, how can we picture that? Uh, so this one, maybe more like a stream. Yeah, it, it was like two feet deep max. <laughs> you could walk across it. So not quite a river, but nice to wade into and it was pretty chilly water compared to the air temperatures. And then weekends. So weekend trips, I did plan a few of those. I went to Paris a couple times because I had other friends studying in Italy and they wanted to meet up for Disneyland. So we went there and I had another friend who was studying in Germany and she also wanted to go to Disneyland but was not available the same weekend. So I ended up going there twice and my my dad and I have always watched the Tour de France and had dreamed of going to France to see that live. At the end of one of those Disneyland trips, I actually got to walk to the finish line of the tour. Didn't get to stay late enough to see the actual finish because this one they made a night finish. But I got to see like the place where the riders would actually be. And that was pretty exciting. 
other places I went, I think I went to Munich and saw the castle there. And then just shorter like weekend day trips I did by myself. I would take the train to the Black Forest, which was just south of my city. And I would do like little running trips or they kind of turned into hiking and walking because I'm from Florida and not at all used to altitude. So running turned into walking, but it was still really beautiful scenery to see. So you mentioned the trains. So what, how did you travel and maybe for someone also to get an idea of what to budget for maybe additional trips? Like how did you travel? Where did you stay? And and how was that affordable for, for an international student like yourself? Yeah, so I have a hard time remembering exactly how much I spent on the trams and trains. While I was doing my internship, I actually just rode my bike to and from work. So I rented a bike from a company called Swapia. I think they're Swedish. And that goes by monthly rentals. I know another person who actually just purchased a bike from someone and then sold it before she left. And that was another way to do that. And then I used the train or tram system on weekends to, to the Black Forest. It was pretty cheap. I don't remember exact prices, but it was very affordable just to go take the tram to another nearby city. I know a really affordable option that a lot of people use is Flixbus. And then another one that I used was Blah Blah Car, which is like long distance Uber. And that one, someone who's making a driving trip will just put their driving trip on the app. And you can say, oh, I also want to go there. And then you just pay for a seat in the car and like to help with gas. And it's pretty inexpensive. So you mentioned a few places now that you visited. Um, I always like to ask what places did you go to or did you explore that are maybe off the beaten track, not the not the typical touristy sites that you can you can share? One trip that I did get to go on was a student excursion, and that was with my supervisor's friend was teaching a class and he had some extra spots on the trip. It was a four-day trip, and we drove pretty much all around Germany to see different engineering companies. So maybe not public access, but um, we got to see a, a windmill company, and we got to see this place that had boat locks, like a smaller version of the Panama Canal. So that was a really cool opportunity if students have the chance to take excursions with classes or courses that are happening at their university, definitely take that opportunity. Other places that are public access, I guess hiking is always a good a good choice. I love nature, so especially being from Florida, I don't get to see mountains and the type of scenery that you can see in Germany. Um, so I think hiking and just getting out in nature is a good choice. For someone who's on the fence, like, yeah, maybe is interested in an internship but isn't so sure about going to Germany, that's where your young ambassador experience comes in handy again. Why why pick Germany? Why do an internship with the RISE program? Yeah, well, for me, it was a lot of it was location. So just like I talked about earlier, I didn't really mind if I was in a larger city or a smaller city because being in Europe and the inexpensive travel options that you have, it made it really easy to just go on the weekend or even one overnight trip to other cities in Germany or neighboring countries. 
So I think Germany's location makes it a really good choice. And then all the funding opportunities through the German Academic Exchange Service give you a great chance to worry less about funding your travel. So I think that makes it a lot easier to enjoy the experience if you don't have to worry about that side of it. What other tips maybe do you have for someone who's interested in applying to this RISE internship program? Any advice you can give? Yeah, so I guess the only remaining part would be the resume or CV. And for me, I kind of keep what I call a running resume. So anytime that either I get an award or I get a new position in the lab or something, I'll add it onto that. That way, when I go later on to build a resume, I can just pick and choose what's applicable to that position rather than sitting down and thinking, oh my gosh, what have I done? For students who are now at the point of application, I would say, think about what you have done in either your college career or if you're in early college, possibly a little bit before that, and then piecing together the things that apply to the internship you're looking at. So try and tailor not just your cover letter, but also the resume to whichever internship you want to get. You're not a young ambassador anymore, but if someone has questions for you, maybe also wants to talk to you about uh, your experience in, in more depth, how would a student get in touch with you? Yeah, if anyone has questions, they can email me at Amy Lebanoff, A-M-Y, L-E-B as in boy, A-N. O-F-F as in Frank Frank at gmail.com. And I'd be happy to answer any questions that they have. If they're wondering about, should they choose Germany or should they choose RISE or application materials? I'm happy to help with all that. This was my coffee connection with Amy Lebanoff. You can connect with Amy via amylebanoff at gmail.com. The contact information is also in the show notes. All content is created and edited by me, Honey Geist. If you would like to get in touch, send an email to podcast at DAD.org. Stay safe, healthy, and well. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you at the next coffee break. Coffee.